Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Liliano, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. Happy Monday! This week, both me and Lorna are here to make sure that you get off to a great start of this week. If you are new to the podcast and our community, make sure you give the show a follow so that you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. And before I forget, there are five days left until we're hosting the first Equestrian Mental Game Intensive. This is a group coaching session that myself and Lorna are hosting with 10 riders only. We want to do this in a small group so that we can actually focus on your personal challenges. So you're going to learn a lot of stuff, but mainly it's going to be a working session. We want to dive into this together with you. We don't only want you to hear all this theory as you do on this podcast, but we actually want to dive into those challenges together with you. Now, most of the spots are already filled up and maybe actually by the time this podcast episode comes out, all of them might be gone. So if you're lucky, if you sign up now, go to the link. It's mindic.eu slash intensive you might be lucky enough to get one of the lost spots and if not we are going to start a waitlist seeing there's been quite a lot of interest for this we are going to start a waitlist so that you can get notified next time on the next date that we will host an event like this again if you're interested in this make sure you go to minic.eu slash intensive the link to that is available also in the show notes now in today's episodes myself and Lorna are going to talk about a topic that was requested on our Instagram account. We asked this question a while back on our story, which topic you would like me and Lorna to dive into? Because we love just getting a topic and talk around that and that way you can get help with the things that you need. So we have received a couple of really, really good questions. One of them being, how do I move away from feeling like I'm letting my horse down with my inexperience? So really, really good question. And personally, I can definitely relate to this because I've gone through this in the past myself, which I'll talk about in this episode. But also, of course, you'll get Lorna's experience and Lorna's take on this. So without further ado, I would say let's dive in. Like the thing that springs to my mind, letting my horse down with my experience, you feel like you're not good enough. That's what would come to my mind. Yeah, absolutely. And that's always what's in the base of it. Like that is always what's the underlying fear, the fear of not being good enough, I think. And and that is, this is just another way that that transpires in the real world, let's say. This is, this is a shape that that takes on. My different perspective to yours from that is take your horse away, you've got fuck all to work with. So you might think you're not good enough now, but if you never had that horse to sit on, then then you've got something to complain about. Yeah, but how does that change the feeling of letting your horse down, though? Because it's like, yes, I'm doing it for myself, but I already feel like I'm doing it for myself. You know, yes, I am appreciative and I am grateful that I can get to ride this horse, but that doesn't take away that feeling of almost feeling bad and feeling like I'm letting my horse down. I feel bad for my horse, if that makes sense. But why, why do you feel bad for your horse? Because you feel like, and, and I can absolutely relate to this, because I had Celeste a couple of years ago. When I bought her, she was four. And I always, in my mind, 
she was this super horse that was going to be able to do anything. And I mean, looking back now, she obviously has reached her limitations as to what she's capable of. But back then when I bought her and she was four, I always, I remember telling people that I bought this horse now and she's never going to hold back my potential. It's my fault that we're not getting any further because I can't see my distances and I'm not good enough to be accurate with her and I'm putting her in shit situations and that's why she's become scared and that's why, you know, I I am basically not good enough to take out the full potential out of that horse. Do you think your horse thinks like that? No, no, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. But it's it's just that, and like you say, this comes down to feeling like you're not good enough, but it obviously impacts you because when you're thinking like that and when you're feeling like that, you also become in this, like you get stuck in this sort of self-fulfilling prophecy of thinking that you are not good enough and I'm letting my horse down. And then you will continuously do so because you're telling yourself that you are and you're putting yourself in that position and you identify with that. But then surely that comes down to finding the facts in the situation. Like yeah. now, on reflection, years later, you can see that the horse had a limit, which I guess is true for a lot of horses. But when you're yeah. in the moment and you feel frustrated by things and your horse is stopping and you can't see a distance yeah. and all that negative self-talk takes over, mm-hmm. like where are the facts in that? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think exactly what you're saying now, and thanks for bringing me to the point because that was the point I was going to get to, but I never got to it. <laughs> Exactly that. Like looking back now and knowing what I know today, I mean, now we're what almost 10 years later. Now (laughs) I can see that actually that horse did not have as much scope or as much potential as I thought back then. That was just because I had not been sat on so many good horses back then. And compared to the horses I've been sat up until that point, that horse seemed like a really good horse. But actually now I've sat on a lot of better horses and now I can see that that horse had a limited potential and therefore it made my life as a rider really like difficult like she was good to a certain level and lower classes Mm -hmm. uh, but then when it got bigger and I you know back then I always thought that that was because of my lack of ability and my lack of skill set and my lack of you know seeing a distance and all those kind of things well then you know I started riding other horses which worked out and that's when I made that you know flick of a switch in my head is like oh shit it wasn't actually just me like the horse also had limited potential and she did not have a big scope which made her afraid to 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 jump those bigger fences it was not only because of my lack of riding a distance so yeah absolutely so i think it's about making a reality check which can be hard like when you don't because you only have the experience and that you have at that point right i could only compare to what i knew back then thinking back now and just like what probably would have been helpful back then is having a second opinion, you know, and having having a trainer that could really maybe get on the horse and assess, like, is it really true that this is like a horse that's going to do like 160 jumping if it was with a good rider? And a lot of the time the answer is no, right? It's just because you, you put also your own horses up on a pedestal. Everything into that horse, all your dreams, all your hopes, all your aspirations, like you've exactly. literally emptied every single thing that you have inside you into that one horse. Mm-hmm. And you you hope and pray and a bit of luck and hard work that it's going to take you to exactly where you want it to go. But I think it's like you say, do you know, I sold one of my old horses, which I adored mm-hmm. and he took me around badminton grassroots and all those things. But that was his limit. Like that was it. And that was a hard decision. But mm-hmm. now he's with an amazing girl who's off. She's been to badminton again twice yeah. with him. And, you know, she's having the best one with him. And it's nothing 
against my riding ability or his capabilities. But again, at the start, when I bought him as a four-year-old or a five-year-old, like I thought he was going to be the horse that would take me where I wanted to go. And I think as well, don't beat yourself up for that not being the horse. It's not because you're not good enough. Maybe, you know, as a partnership, like you say, whether it's the horse or it's you or together, mm. whatever, it just doesn't work out or it's just not going to take you as far as you want to go. Yeah. And I love that you're, you're mentioning there also like the partnership, like it, it's got to work out. Right. And just mm. as you're not going to become best friends with every single person on this earth, probably mm. just a very few amount, actually, mm. um, it goes the same with horses. Right. It's It needs to be a two way street and it got to work out and it's got to be a partnership. Like we just talked about before we started recording also about we were watching Burley last week and you see there how important the partnership is also between horse and rider. And you got to have that relationship with your horse, especially when the fences become bigger. And sometimes you just don't find that partnership and that's okay. Um, and that doesn't mean that someone else could maybe develop that partnership with that horse. It just wasn't the right horse for you. Maybe, you know, either it's just energy wise, but it can also be that your weaknesses are maybe the horse's weaknesses. Yeah. And then in that case, it's it's not going to work out. Whether if your weaknesses are met by a horse that have those like other strengths, then that's going to be fine. Like, for example, I think like now, if I look at my five-year-old that I have right now, he's very brave and he's thinking so much on the other side. So like, even if I don't get my distances right every single time, like he he doesn't become scared. Like he'll continue to jump and, and you know, he'll, he'll get me out of trouble, which means that maybe my weakness, um, as I see it at least, he, it's filled up with his strengths, right? Because he keeps on jumping and he doesn't get scared. While, you know, I think Celeste, she was probably more careful. And, you know, if she were to get a wrong distance or, you know, a little bit too, a too big distance, she wouldn't dare to take off. Or she would take off or she would hurt herself. And that way, I think our weaknesses were just equaling out each other, which was not a great concept. Yeah, it's funny when you're talking about that. Um, when my physio was here yesterday, she talked about years ago when she... She went to Lucinda Green, actually. She went to a clinic. Um, I think she was 19 or something at the time. And it was all quite new. And Lucinda was traveling around the country and looking um, at different people, how they could help them in their cross-country riding. And she was at university and she'd come home for the weekend. And she told me she had this horse. It was a, a chestnut horse, a big horse. And her words were, it was batshit crazy. It was nuts. Like it would take strides out of everything. Like it was bonkers. Anyway, she turned up at Lucinda Green and she talked about her challenges so the senders were like okay let's have a look and see what's going on and all the rest of it and she said the horse did not do one for want of a better word duff distance the whole time she was there until the end and then it took one out and it was quite a decent fence and it stood off and all the rest of it and uh, she'd said to Jill my physio she said does this horse jump clear around she's like yep like does it make the time cross country she's like yeah it does and she said you know what she said this is probably a four-star horse they have to have that little bit in their brain that's just you know a little bit disconnected from normal like the heart of a lion and they want to take on those fences and even if they are so far off them they are yeah. going regardless of what yeah. you're doing and when you're talking about that that's what makes me think about that you know not just good horses but horses that work for people you know if you really want something as a rider yeah. and you want to move up and you want to test yourself and you know we talked about burley and how big those fences are and they're ginormous you want to have those horses that are like no matter because we always make mm. mistakes as we talk about and as as human beings we'll continue to make mistakes for the rest of our life but you want those horses that are a bit forgiven you know we, yeah. we will make mistakes of course we're going to miss like that that is part of life but they have to be clever enough to think for themselves and you know yeah. they're doing their job regardless sometimes of, of what we're doing 
exactly they are, that. they are the special ones exactly that and and here's another thing as well like you we are humans and humans are going to make mistakes like going mm-hmm. back to burley even the riders like riding through burley they also make mistakes like and yeah. it's just to realize that everyone is always going to make mistakes and you know you need to in order to grow you need to be allowed to make those mistakes mm-hmm. and yes sometimes that's going to be on the cost of the horse and that's why you need to be a, have a horse that is probably quite accepting but if you think about like all those big riders i mean and the better you get the less mistakes you're going to make probably or the least like the less really major mistakes you're going to make like everyone is always going to make mistakes but you know when it really goes wrong like well actually i take that back because it really goes wrong for the biggest riders as well so i mean it's every every like i think we conclude everyone keeps on making mistakes and unless you make mistakes you're not going to learn so i think everyone you should really get into a place where you want to make mistakes right but that means that yes sometimes you might get your horse into trouble because you're making mistakes but unless you make those mistakes you're also never going to become a better rider and you're never going to become a rider good enough to ride those maybe trickier or sensitive horses so there's only one way to get there and that is by making a lot of mistakes and and you know i had a dressage trainer once who told me you know a really old experienced man he was like you know what you are going to break a few horses in your life your growth as a rider comes at the cost of a couple of horses like that's just the way it is and that's the way it is for everyone and how bad that that also might sound that is the only way to to grow right because you learn something from every horse because then he's like yeah but every horse that you that you have you're learning something and that means you know the horses that you'll have in the future will have a slightly better rider on their back and a slightly better rider and you know but everyone has been through that whole journey like that there's no way around it because you cannot learn horse riding by sitting on a wooden horse like it's i, I had this conversation with somebody the other day and it, i actually told them to say thank you for every single mistake you make yeah. you know sometimes we go through life and you feel like you're having a rough patch and you know maybe a season or a few competitions and they don't work out but like maybe this horse is not the one maybe the horse you're riding now is not the one that's going to take you to where you want to go but how grateful can you be for every single mistake you've made? All that evidence, all that knowledge that you're collecting by making mistakes. Whereas if you start off with one really good horse, and this is no disrespect to anyone that has that one really good horse, but everything goes perfectly all the time, perfectly <laughs> in inverted commas, all the time. You don't make mistakes. You keep moving up through the levels and then you move on to your next horse. And because you've had no life experience and no learning, no mistakes, no nothing, all of a sudden you feel like you can't ride this new horse because it's different and you've Mm. you've not made the mistakes with the one before or the one before so your knowledge bank is actually really small instead of when you make lots of mistakes all the time then your knowledge bank becomes so big that you can put it into every single horse time and time again so every single horse you ride you're getting more information and producing the next horse for the future or whenever that one might come along exactly that which all the horses that you're going to ride in the future are going to benefit from Mm. so it's actually amazing like it might not seem at the time and you beat yourself up and you tell yourself a shitty rider and you've made all these mistakes, but mm. wow, like what have you learned along the way? Like that is what's going to make you a good rider, all these mistakes, all this knowledge. And then when you get to that point and you move up the levels and it's hard now or it's hard later. So make it hard at the start, make those mistakes, learn from them. And then by the time that you move up or get to the point where you want to be, then everything's straightened out and you have all that knowledge in, in your knowledge bank. Yeah, exactly. That. And here's the thing as well, and I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not, but here's what I'm thinking as well. You know, everything we do for our horses, like it's not like we're bad to them. Like we we can give them all kind of treatments 
And, you know, at the end of the day, they get fed, they get all kinds of supplements, they get massages, all those kind of stuff. And then we take them out once a day to work for 45 minutes. If you look at that overall. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Like Like that one hour. Yeah. yeah. And you're not going to make, you know, every single day. Well, you might, but, you know, your whole 45 minutes is not going to be full of mistakes. So. I think as well, we, exactly. we get into our minds that, you know, our horses hold us against us for making a mistake or missing a distance or doing whatever, Do you know, like as long as they're fed, watered, loved, you know, they've got some grass, they've got some food in their tummies. I don't think they're holding it against us for making a mistake. No, no, exactly that. If we were to try to summarize this, I think, first of all, recognizing that everyone makes mistakes. Like it's part of becoming better. So if you want to grow as a rider and really become a good rider, this is unavoidable. So it's something that you just need to learn to accept and not only accept, be grateful for your mistakes, because every time you make a mistake, you are going to go back to the drawing board and you're going to reflect. And and, and that's the thing as well. It's when that sting happens and you feel like, oh, that didn't quite go well. Like that's when you really tend to take action and take things serious and, and really, you know, maybe contact a new trainer or really do something that's going to improve for both you and your horse going forward. So first of all, be grateful for mistakes and learn to accept that that is the way to get better. And if you're not, if you can't learn to accept that and learn to be grateful for your mistakes, then, you know, stop trying to become any better because that's just like two contradicting stories and you're always going to be in conflict with those two. So either learn to be grateful for them or give up becoming better as a writer. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, if you, if you do feel like you're letting your horse down, then get, we always say journal, get your journal out and start asking yeah. yourself why. Because yeah. when I asked you that before, everything comes down to, or I would say everything comes down to, we feel like we're not good enough. So if that is the reason, start journaling on why, because there'll be some underlying belief, some part yeah. of your paradigm that has said, you do not believe you're good enough. Or you do not have the skills. You do not have whatever. And that's exactly what we help all of you guys with. Um, there yeah. is some reason why like it's not and it probably might seem like it's on the surface but um, if you peel away a few layers there's something well deep underneath that's actually causing you to have those feelings so that's what we're here for yeah exactly i love that you brought that back as well like we actually started with this is just a shape like this is just something that like this is just a shape telling you that your paradigm tells you that you're not good enough and this is just another way that that transpires into the real world but it all comes down to that core belief. And until you actually go out and start to fix that core belief and start to work on your self-confidence, start to believe in yourself, yeah. other things like this is going to pop up. Like this is just a consequence. Even if, if you fix this one thing, there's going to be the next thing when you're going to go out and you're going to give a presentation at work that you don't going to be able to do because you don't believe you're good enough. Like there's, it's always going to pop up in different shapes or forms unless yeah. you fix the root cause of the problem being you don't believe that you're good enough. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you brought that one back. We said also that like rather than feeling sorry or feeling bad for your current horse, recognize the value you're bringing to future horses because you're le- using this as this one as a learning monster. Find horses that are going to help you with your weaknesses that which are going to be fine with that. 
so horse, not horses that are maybe like if we're talking about jumping here, like, you know, that are going to stop, start stopping or that are very sensitive and, you know, rather find horses that are going to let you get away with mistakes, because, again, you need to make mistakes to get better. So find yourself horses that are going to be fine either way. Like my five year old, he can take five poles off the shot. Like he doesn't get it. He doesn't get upset about it. Like, it's fine. Like I can get him, into, put him at wrong distances, five times off the shot. He keeps on jumping. And of course, I don't want to do that. But well. Maybe I do because I want to learn from my mistakes. But my point is, he doesn't care. He's not going to lie awake at, at night and think like, oh, she freaking put me into trouble. That many. Like He's just that kind of horse. While, you know, Celeste that I had back in the day, she was more sensitive to those things. So find yourself a horse that is like a rock that's just like, he's just going to let it flow off him and he's just going to continue. And all that stuff in turn is going to feed into your confidence. The fact that you can yeah. go out and you can make mistakes and your horse keeps jumping. And yeah, you might take a few pulls or whatever along the way or have a little run out or all that kind of stuff. But it's going to keep your confidence high. And that's what's yeah. going to keep you progressing and keep moving up and keep going out and keep doing your competitions and your training and all that stuff. Because bit by bit, that's going to feed into your confidence. Whereas if you're sat on the horse, no matter how much you love it, but it stops every single time mm. you make a mistake or you get a wrong distance, then that does not feed into your confidence. And then mm -hmm. it stops you wanting to train. It stops you wanting to go and compete. And then mm. you get into that whole cycle of beating yourself up. And then, you know, we want to give up. There's no, we feel like there's no point. There's no enjoyment anymore. Mm -hmm yeah and and also take a good like also related to that like finding yourself the right horse is super important that's something that we talk mm -hmm. about in pep as well there's like a whole video module about this like finding yourself a horse that actually helps you build your confidence that helps you go through those experiences and have good experiences so that you can see that you're you can actually do this everyone needs a horse like that right and so so that's a really important one but then also maybe have a second opinion like we talked about as well from someone that can sit on it and is this really a horse with unlimited potential or is it a horse that you maybe think just in comparison to other horses that you think have had in the past that you think is going to take it to the stars well actually it has like a limited scope or is too scared or have someone else maybe sit on it or, or talk to 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 someone with more experience that has sat on more horses and have them tell them your opinion like because because my trainer peter he always like yeah, he believed in me and, you know, all those kind of things. But, you know, he always told me, like, if if a horse is bold enough, it's not going to stop. Like, if they have enough jumping ability, they're going to get you out of trouble. Like, he's amazing stallion that he just sold now. It didn't matter. Like, that that horse could jump houses. It, it was incredible. And he was like, that horse is never going to start stopping because he's so full of himself. Like, he has, he does, it's so easy for him. So if you're sat on a horse that has such an easy time, then it also becomes really easy for you. Yeah. And I think so, as well, use that as a positive. Like you're saying, you know, get your trainer to sit on your horse. Like use that as a positive. If your trainer sits on your horse and gets a really good tune out of it and it starts jumping really well, jackpot. Like don't yeah. feed into, I'm not good enough, they can do it, I can't. <laughs> that comparison trap. Like amazing. Because then your trainer can actually teach you to ride the horse that they've, you know, the way that they've just ridden it. So mm. don't use it as a kind of negative spiral where you start beating yourself up use it as a wow like what an amazing positive piece of information that somebody else has just figured out how to ride my horse and then they can now teach me how to ride my horse exactly that and that's another now I actually make the thing now I'm trying to summarize this but now you made to think, think of another thing it's like also a lot of the time we think it's the end of the world like I talk to so many writers we have something in our program and also like oh shit but if I get them you know into a bad distance I'm gonna ruin them forever like but really a lot of time you don't though like 99% of the time, even if it were to like start stopping, like, okay, get a really good rider on it, like get your trainer on it or whatever. And I'm pretty sure they will make it jump again. Like this happened to me and Celeste, I don't know, like five times the horses are stopping. I put trainer on, like Peter on or my trainer and, you know, the horse started jumping again. Like it's, 
even if you were to get it wrong, if you have a rider on, it can usually be fixed. Like it's not the end of the world. Absolutely. And I think it, it comes back to when you're talking there, what I'm thinking about is, um, I read a bit the other day and it's about your confidence. And we've talked about this before, about losing your confidence. You know, your confidence doesn't go anywhere. And the biggest thing to make you lose your confidence is your negative self-talk. That is how you lose your confidence, by filling yourself full of all the shit that you want to tell yourself about how you're no good and all the rest of it. Like the same for your horse. Yeah, it might lose its confidence. But you, between the two of you, you can get it back again, whether it's you, whether it's your trainer, whether it's somebody else helping you, that horse will regain its confidence again. You know, it's just a blip mm -hmm. and it's probably all feeding from you, from all the stuff that you're feeding yourself, telling yourself that you're no good and yeah. you have that doubt and you start taking a pull and you're not confident and all that stuff. Like you can get all that back again. Yeah. All of it will come back again. Like if you want something badly enough, you will figure it out. So again, a bit on top but it comes down to figuring out if that is the right horse for you or not and that's yeah. quite like you said there's a whole video on it yeah it's quite confronting sometimes it can be upsetting you know we make yeah. them part of our families they become our best friends but if you're serious about your goals and you want to move up levels and you want to get somewhere in your riding then you need to start asking yourself some serious questions like is that the yeah. horse for you that's going to take you where you want to go mm -hmm. and i mean and just because it's not for you sorry then other people can then have fun with that horse as well yeah, again, like this is confronting and the only, I truly hope that people hearing this take it the right way, but it's like me and Lorna are speaking here from experience because we've been through this and we both had the horse that was not going to take us to, to, to our biggest goal. And it doesn't matter how much you love that horse to pieces, you're always going to be in that conflict. Both of us have like had that horse and everything was so freaking difficult and we didn't make the progress. We got ourselves another horse and all of a sudden we're flying through all our goals. So, I mean, we've seen this happen. So that's why... We also don't want people like we did to lose years with horses that are not going to help them progress. We want you guys to get horses that are going to help you achieve your goals and further ahead than you think you are capable of. Like that's the kind of horses we want you to get because we don't want you guys to make the same mistakes that, as we did. Yeah. Um, exactly. That. We've been in that position. You know, it's not like we're just sat here as two people who don't really tell you to sell your horse because it's not going to take you where you want to go. Like I appreciate that it is like it's a challenging decision. It, it's upsetting, but it comes down to finding the right person. You know, the right person will be out there and you do not have to sell your horse to anybody you don't want to. Mm -hmm. You know, if you find out it's not the right person, then it doesn't have to go anywhere. So, yeah, just just ask yourself some honest questions about where, yeah. where you want to get to in your rider. And not to say that, that this is the issue in, 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 you know, in this person no, who asked us this question, not to say yeah. that, that that is no, the no. situation in there, because we also talked a lot about other things. A lot of yeah. the time, first start with fixing your own self-belief. Like that's probably step number one. First start with fixing that. But if you've done a lot of that work and you're still not getting anywhere, that's when you can start to look at, look at your horse. That's why also this is like at the very end in the pet yeah. program, because first we want to fix the self-belief. A lot of the time we can fix it with that. But then if we've done all the work and you have the, the you know, the right support system around you and it's still not working out, that's when you want to start asking yourself if it's really the right horse for you. Perfect. Good. I think we, 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 we covered it all in there, um, or at least we covered a lot in there. So that's going to have to be all for today. Um, are you going to say the finished sentence today, Lorna? No. <laughs> <laughs> well i will then uh well actually before i do if you want to actually chat more to myself and lorna we are doing an event very very soon on the 16th of september we only take 10 riders and a lot of the spots are already filled up but if you want to join in it's only 1990 you get to receive live coaching from both myself and lorna it's going to be online 
Uh, it's going to be in a very small group. So you're going to get the opportunity to talk about your personal challenges. Also hear a couple of other riders, their challenges and see us coach those riders through them as well as receive that coaching for your your own specific challenges. We've seen that a lot of the time you get a lot of value from doing these kind of things in group. Not too big of a group, which is why we limit it to, to 10 people, but it's really, really valuable. And it just adds that extra dimension where you can get coaching from my, me and Lorna, but also from other riders in the group. And you can see that you're not the only one sitting there having those challenges, but there are also other riders out there having similar challenges. If you want to register, go to mindic.eu slash intensive. Again, a couple of spots left, but don't drag your feet. This is on the 16th of September. So I think by the time this episode comes out, there will only be five days left or something. It's different than just sitting here and listening to us because we can talk about your specific stuff and, and help you take that next action. And it's going to be like a workshop. It's not only getting information, but we're actually going to sit there and work through this together with you. So hope to see you there. Other than that, we challenge you to start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. See you on next week, Monday. 